Welcome to the First Assembly podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's message and find encouragement through the Holy Spirit. Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning, First Assembly family and friends tuning in from wherever you are today. Just want to welcome you. So glad to have you with us for Church at Home, Church Online. Uh, We just love you so much, miss you, praying for you, and so glad that you could join us today. We're in a series, Hope is Here, and I want to encourage us around the word just for a few moments this morning. Uh, The title of the message today is The Hope of Transformation. The Hope of Transformation. And I want to look together with you at Genesis chapter 32. So if you have a Bible, uh, make sure you go get your Bible or if you're on an iPad or your iPhone or whatever. But Genesis 32, we're going to get there just in a moment. I want to start off with this, though. Have you noticed that over the last number of weeks, six, seven weeks, uh, people have been doing uh, a lot of things in, in this time uh, having to do with getting in shape? Have, have, you, have you noticed that? I, uh, I've seen a lot of posts online, people exercising, people losing weight. I think what it is, is they, they, they call it the COVID-19. You're either going to, if you try, lose 19 pounds over these weeks, or when we come out of, out of this time and we kind of normalize again, we're going to maybe gain 19 pounds, especially if you're eating food, good food. So uh, I know that uh, I'm probably somewhere right in the middle right now. I'm not sure where, where you are at. This past week, a few days ago, I, I put this question out on social media, and, and, I want, uh, and I want us to consider another question in a moment, but first, here's the question I put out on social media, and I thought it was, it was quite interesting, just the responses. I'll share them with you. The, the question was this, has the pandemic impacted you in a positive way? And, and if so, how? And so... Here's how people responded on, on my Instagram. This, this was uh, what they, they said to me. They said, uh, yeah, the, the pandemic season has impacted me. Um, more, I'm spending now more time with family. Um, it's impacted me positively by, I'm, by cre- I'm now creating something new. Uh, somebody said, my wife's business is exploding. It's on fire. So that's good. Maybe their wife's business was probably groceries or food. Or plexiglass, we're not sure, but it was, it's blowing up. Somebody said, uh, more room in my life for the presence of God. So that's positive. Somebody said, I'm pursuing physical fitness. Somebody said, uh, I finished a book that they were, I think they were writing. So that's pretty amazing. And somebody said, I am baking sourdough bread. So that's, that's really good. So just for a few moments, before we get going too much in in the message this morning, I want to interact a little bit together. So what we're going to do is we're going to put a question uh, on on the screen for you, and I want you to take about one minute to discuss with whoever you're watching this message with this morning in your living room, or if you're watching online by yourself, you can even make some comments in in the comment section of, of social media or if you're following on YouTube. And so here, here's the question I want us to consider. Uh, If you were to see something improved or changed in your life, either physically or spiritually, what might that be? So just take a minute on the clock, and here we go.
All right, welcome back. Hopefully you had a great conversation and we're able to share some, some ideas and, and we all wanna grow, we all wanna improve. And so, so I'm glad that you had that opportunity just to think about that because I want us to think about that together this morning. This past week, the Angus Reid poll came out, polling Canadians on how they are doing during this, this COVID season. And, th- and this is what the, the uh, Angus Reid um, poll came up with. It said that only 34% of Canadians are actually managing this season well. Hopefully that's where you are today. Hopefully you're managing things well. It said the other 66% of Canadians right now are, are not handling this time well. They're, they're feeling stress and anxiety. They're dealing with issues of mental health, worry or boredom or other reasons where, why they said, I'm just not doing that well right now. Um, this is a challenging season. There's no doubt. This, the season that we're in is unique. It's unprecedented, as many people have been saying. But I, I want to encourage you today that wherever you find yourself, whether you're doing well or you're not doing that great, if you're like me, uh, maybe there's times uh, where, where you are doing well, and then there's moments, perhaps, where you just feel like, uh, wow, this is, this is a, a crazy time in our world. No matter where you're finding yourself today, Uh, I want to encourage you in this, that there is hope. There is hope for you, and there's hope in this season in Jesus Christ. He is our hope. The Bible says he's our living hope. Uh, He's he's a a hope, like an anchor, the scripture says. And so we can can know that uh, in this time. Romans chapter 5, let me me read this um, word for you. It says, "We, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. For we know that they are good for us, that they help us to learn to be patient. And patience develops strength and character in us. And it helps us trust in God more each time we use it until finally our hope and faith are strong and steady. Um, This is such encouraging good news for us that we, we can have hope no matter what is going on in our lives. Let me ask you a question just for a few moments. Think about this one. Have you felt God, uh, something stirring inside of you? Maybe, maybe it's the Lord, um, but something inside of you has been calling you uh, to go deeper spiritually, that you've been hungering maybe more spiritually than perhaps other seasons in your, in your life. Uh, although this is a challenging time, a lot of uh, the church and the Christian world is, is kind of sensing that this is a real major reset, not just globally and economically in all these ways, but a real reset for the church. I, I truly believe that although there are some hard times and some challenging things that we are walking through, that this in some ways is one of the most exciting seasons for the church because I believe God is resetting his church. He's resetting things inside of you and me and, and, and he is reforming and reorchestrating. There's, there's something new that I believe is coming out of this and it's not just new ways of doing things or new ways of social distancing or whatever, but I truly believe that God is doing something brand new and wants to do something new in in our church. Uh, If you're tuning in today, you're part of this church, First Assembly. Uh, We are a a community that that is full of people that none of us are perfect, but we we follow a perfect Savior, Jesus, and he's leading us uh, in his mission. And, And I think that it's a good time for us as we think about hope for transformation that we would think about how God might be transforming each one of us. How, how, how is God transforming you? Is he calling you deeper spiritually in the season? Do you sense that? 
I really believe that as we come out of this time, that as a church, we're going to be able to look at, at priorities differently, look at how we do ministry differently. The message is going to stay the same, but the methods and how we reach our city, I believe that God is refining us and he's sharpening us. And there's an opportunity for us right now in this time to say, God, what do you want to do in me? What do you want to transform in me? Because we will get through this time and we will come out the other side and things will eventually, uh, what we are calling normalize, things will normalize. They'll come back to maybe how it was before. But I don't want to be how I was before. And I don't think the church uh, should ever go back to what it was before. We're thankful for the past and we're thankful for what God has brought us through. But there's hope for transformation. There's hope that we can be uh, more on mission than we've ever been before, that we could be reaching more people for Jesus with the good news of the gospel than ever before. We can be doing things in new ways, with new fire, with new passion. And I believe that what God wants to do in you is, is so supernatural. It's, it's, maybe that's why you're feeling this sense or this call that there's something that there's, there's a hunger inside of you, that you're sensing a draw, uh, that God is calling you deeper. And so I want to say to you today that there is hope for transformation, spiritual transformation for wherever you are. And we're all going to be in this together. And, and that's been my prayer. And we've been praying for you and we're praying for each other that God would transform us in, in this time. Um, I believe the best days are ahead, but I also want to just be mindful and sensitive today to, to where many people might find themselves. If you're like me, as much as I feel that, there are times that I feel frustrated at myself. I, I, I probably had some goals even a couple weeks ago where I'm thinking this time I'm going to utilize it. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to grow in this area of my life. And I haven't quite got to where I thought I should be by now. I was, I was talking to a pastor friend of mine just this past week on a call. And he, and he was saying, I heard that the government said now that this social distancing, it could go further and that we won't be gathering uh, for, uh, as a church for, for quite some time. And he said to me, he says, I actually felt relieved because I had all these plans and things that I felt like I wanted to do and how I wanted to grow and how I wanted to get our church all set up. He goes, I actually felt relieved because it, it gave me a little bit more time. And I think we feel some of that as well. And, and the reality is, is we, we can be frustrated. We, we're maybe not in this season as well, the, the, the parent that we want to be. <laughs> Maybe we're saying, God, I want to grow in this area, but maybe I'm not being the spouse that I want to be. Maybe I'm not being the, the, the leader that, that God has called me to be. I want to encourage you, first of all, to give yourself some grace. I want to encourage you that, that God is at work in you, whether you see it or you don't see it. And I want to give you, you a, a word of encouragement today that you and I always have hope for transformation. Why? Because it's God that does the work in us. The scripture says, for it is God who works in us. Uh, to, to do his will. And so I want to encourage you in, in that today. Um, no matter where you find yourself, and here's, here's kind of the big idea, there is hope for personal transformation for you. And there's hope for transformation, I believe, for our church and for the church in, in Canada and globally. God's plan, friends, though, is this. It's not just to help us in our brokenness and help us have a better life. God's plan for transformation for every person today listening whether you're a follower of Jesus or not, God's plan for you is that he would transform you into a new creation. And he's at work in that process in our life all the time. So throughout scripture, uh, we find God often calling people to transformation through seasons of isolation. 
challenges or maybe seasons of isolation or where they're by themselves, we see often God will, will call somebody, do something in them, change something in them, transform them in a time where they are by themselves. Uh, Henry Nouwen is a great author. He wrote a, a book called The Way of the Heart. And in, in that book, he talks about the spiritual disciplines of silence and solitude. And he talks about the, the, the discipline of solitude in particular, where when we're by ourselves or silence, when we're quiet before God, we're able to hear God's voice more clearly. We're able to evaluate where we are in our lives. And as we encounter God in that place, uh, as God meets us, it's always for the purpose of transforming us and making us more like Christ. We see this throughout scripture. Moses, we see he was isolated. He was by himself when, when he encountered God uh, in the burning bush and God called him at that time. We see David, who was a shepherd boy out in a field and in that place of isolation, God called him and he began to transform him. We see John the Baptist, a voice crying out in the wilderness. Even Jesus would go off and, uh, on his own to, to be with the Father, and not just to get away from people, but to actually be with the Father so that God would speak to him. The Father would speak to him. And, and he came out of those times transformed, moving in greater anointing and greater power and greater authority. And so I'm believing that this time, these weeks that we're in right now, that there is hope for transformation. That as we set our hearts to God, as we set our hearts in a place of saying, God, whatever you want to do in me, I'm asking you to transform me, that we can see God at work in powerful ways, transforming ways in our lives. Are, are you open to that? Are you, are you wanting that? Let's, let's seek God together in that. Well, I just want to look with you for a few moments at Genesis chapter 32. And then I want to just highlight a few points. And then at the end, we're going to have an opportunity uh, to have some conversation together. So, so hang around till the very end of the message today, because I think you're going to enjoy it and benefit from it. So Genesis chapter 32, uh, it's the story of Jacob. And, and we find Jacob, who is the, the son of, of Isaac and Rebekah, and he's also the, the grandson uh, of Abraham. And Jacob now, we find him in chapter 32 on a lonely night. He's by himself. He's camping uh, under the stars. I can, I can just imagine what it would be like. And as he's camping under the stars, he has an encounter with God that transforms him forever. And so let me read it, picking up for Genesis 32. Then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. And what happened here is uh, he's wrestling. It says, the Bible says, a man. And we know that this unnamed man is, is actually the Lord. It's, it, it becomes clear. It becomes revealed to him over time. Uh, the prophet Hosea even mentions that, this story. And he says it was the angel of the Lord. Or in the Old Testament, uh, a Christophany or, or a, a picture. Or it, actually, actually, the angel of the Lord being uh, perhaps Jesus himself uh, showing up. And so we know it's the Lord. And as this angel of the Lord wrestles Jacob. He touches his hip. He touches the, the, the joint of, or his hip and his hip comes out of joint, out of its socket. But in this time of wrestling, such an interesting story, uh, Jacob uh, clings onto him and he says, he says, I, I don't want to let you go. It, I, I, he begs him. He says, I want you to give me a blessing. I want you to give me a legitimate blessing. In other words, I'm not just going to wrestle you so that we could just go on to the way things were. But I want, to, I, I want to leave this place with a blessing. And if you remember the story of Jacob or if you're familiar with it in the scriptures, uh, Jacob did receive a blessing from, from his father, but it was all through manipulation. It was all through deceit. 
And now he's saying, here's an opportunity for me to, to be transformed. I, I want to receive this blessing. And then in verse uh, 28, this is what the Lord said to him. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. And then Jacob asked, saying, tell me your name, I pray. And he said, why is it that you ask about my name? And he blessed him there. And so Jacob called the name of the place Penel, for I have seen, I have seen God's face, I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. Just as he crossed over Penel, the sun rose on him, and he limped on his hip. This passage of scripture, there's, there's so much in it, uh, but I just want to highlight just a few things. Let's consider just a few things uh, before we go to a conversation. First one is, times of uncertainty can move us towards personal transformation. Times of uncertainty, like now, they lend themselves to moving us to a, a, a place where we can be transformed. Um, Jacob, this, the story here is that he had just recently left Laban. Uh, some 20 years before, he had left the promised land. He had left his home. Uh, and he's now uh, coming back from a season, about 20 years, working for a man named Laban. He he got married, he has a family, he has wealth, and he's on his way back. Uh, 20 years before, he had met God on that journey as well. The, he saw the angels appeared to him in the stairway to heaven, and he met the Lord there at Bethel. Now he's not in the same place, but similar, he's on a journey back, and he meets the angels again, he meets, and he wrestles here with the angel of the Lord. And this time of uncertainty in his life, it actually moves him to an opportunity for personal transformation. And, and what we, we understand about this story and what we see clearly here is as Jacob is leaving his father-in-law, Laban's house, uh, his relationship with Laban is messed up. It's toxic. And as he's going back, he, he knows he's going back home and he remembers that his relationship now with his immediate family as well is still messed up. His brother Esau uh, it, it's broken, and he had stolen his birthright from, from Esau. So he's kind of between a rock and a hard place. He's, he's in the middle of his journey, and he's leaving one season behind, and he's moving to another season. And he, he's not able to go back. He doesn't want to go back, just like we're not able to go back to what life was like several weeks ago. But we're moving into a new season, and Jacob's moving into a new season, but he's uncertain about what that new season will bring to him. Um, but he finds, out, he, he, he finds out that his uh, brother Esau, the last he'd heard is his brother Esau wants to kill him. And he, and he finds out he's got 400 men, and he's, he's moving towards him. So he divides up all of his possessions, and, 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 but he prays to God as well, and he says, God, help me in this, and, and you promised that you would bless me. But what he finds himself in is he finds himself in a season between seasons. And I, and I think really that's where we are right now. We're in, a, we're in a season between seasons. We're not where we used to be a number of weeks ago. And we're not quite yet where we're going in the future. But we are in a season between seasons. And in these kinds of seasons, seasons of uncertainty, uh, they, they can really move us towards transformation as we encounter the Lord in these places. So he can't go back. He doesn't know what's ahead. And he's in this season. So these times of uncertainty, um, they set us up 
to encounter God in a way that he would, he would transform us. Second thing, I, I want, and I want us to consider what that might look like in our lives, and we're going to talk about that in a moment. Second thing is transformation happens as we hold on to God and we don't let go of him. This is a time where we are holding on to God. And we see in the story here where Jacob, he, he wrestles. Uh, he's been a wrestler his whole life. He, he wrestled away the birthright from his brother Esau. He, he, he wrestled and tried to manipulate all kinds of things with Laban. And, and he even got a taste of his own medicine because Laban manipulated him as well. But he's a wrestler and he's been used to wrestling things his whole life. And he literally has this wrestling match with God. Maybe even in this time right now, it feels a little bit like God's been calling us deeper. He's been calling us to things, but we're wrestling through things. We're wrestling through the way we used to be, the way we used to do church, maybe, the way uh, we used to be uh, a number of weeks ago. And we know that God's preparing us and setting us up for new things, but we're, we're wrestling. And as he wrestles with the angel of the Lord, uh, he realizes that God cannot be manipulated. God cannot be wrestled and in and, and, and the place where Jacob can't win this one. And he tries and he wrestles him all night long. But what he does though, is he makes a conscious decision saying, God, I'm wrestling through all these things. I'm wrestling through my past. I'm wrestling through where, what, what the future may bring. I, I have all these ideas of, of, of what you've called me to. You've, you've, you've called me, you've spoken blessing. I have a blessing, but, but I, I, I took that from the last season. I want a fresh blessing. I want a real blessing. I want a legitimate blessing from you now. I want something directly from you in this time that will help me move into what you have next for me. He's fearful. He's, he's fearful that his brother Esau is going to come. And, it's gonna, and some of us are fearful. What, what will the weeks ahead come to be? What will that look like? But I want to encourage us as we may have fears or, or thoughts of our past or we have fears of uncertainty for the future, that now is the time. Transformation happens as we hold on to God. And this is what happens. Jacob holds on to God. And we may be finding right now that we're holding on to God in ways that we've never held on to him before. But friends, I want to encourage us in this. May we never lose that. May we learn the lesson in this season, how desperate we are for God, how, how much we need him, how much we long for him, how much we are wrestling through things in our lives. And we're saying, God, work in me and, and, and make me more like you and, and do what you need to do in me. But may we, as we wrestle with God in this time, the season between seasons. Let this season be a season as we wrestle. We say, God, I'm wrestling you, but I want you to win. I, want, I, I invite you. I want to hold on to you so tightly. And as I hold on to you at this time, I'm committing in my heart that I will hold on to you tightly in the season ahead. I'm going to hold on to you for the rest of my life. So as we wrestle through the transformation that's happening in our lives, let's commit now in our hearts that we're going to be people that hold on to God, and we're going to hold on tightly to him. We're not going to let go of God ever in our lives. The final thought before we just have a little conversation together is transformation happens as God turns our brokenness into blessing. And this is so beautiful. God takes our brokenness, like Jacob. This man, Jacob, was a broken man in, in many ways. He was so broken because he, he lived with the memory of how much of a deceiver and a manipulator he had been his whole life. He knew that God's call and his blessing was on his life, but, but he, he also was very well aware of his own tendencies, his own need. And now he finds himself in such a place of desperation. 
And the angel of the Lord wrestles Jacob. He touches his hip. And, and what happens is, as the angel of the Lord wrestles, as, as God has this wrestling match with Jacob, he touches his hip and Jacob leaves this encounter different than when he came into it. Says that he, he walked at that time after with, with a limp. And he didn't change. Nothing tr transformed in, in Jacob's heart until he left differently than he came. He came to his limits and he said, God, I, I've come to the end of it. I, don't, I can't go back. I don't know what's in front of me. He came to the end of himself. He, he came to his own limitations. A.W. Tozer says that the Lord cannot fully bless a man until he first conquers that man. And I think that that's so true is, is we are in this time, we say, God, you know, I'm wrestling through these things and, and I, I'm saying, God, break in me what you need to break. Adjust in me what you need to adjust. It's a good father who disciplines his children. It's what the scripture reminds us of. And so we say, God, what, it is, what is it inside of me that you need to align and, 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 and maybe do a bit of a chiropractic move on me? And maybe you need to touch me in this way that will mark me for my future forever. I believe God wants to touch us in a way. He wants, to, he wants to impact us in a way that we would walk differently than when we came into this season. See, Jacob, for the rest of his life, he walked with a limp likely, where as he got out of that wrestling match with God, he knew he'd encountered God. He knew that God had touched him. He was not the same Jacob going in as leaving. And we're asking God to do that in our lives today. And this is what the Lord said to him. He says, well, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. Jacob means manipulator or thief. And what the Lord was saying to him is, no longer are you going to be the person you used to be. Now I am naming you. I am calling you. I'm giving you a new name for a new season. He says, you're now Israel. And Israel means strives with God. Another uh, translation or understanding, a lot of scholars understand this, uh, that, that you can understand Israel to mean prince or the prince of the Lord, prince of God. And so what he is saying, he's saying, Jacob, uh, no longer are you a deceiver or a thief, but I'm calling you to be a prince. I'm calling you to be one that wrestles and strives and conquers with me. So the application is that we must acknowledge our weakness before we are transformed. And I want to just encourage us before we close this time that this opportunity right now for us is an opportunity for personal transformation. And like Jacob, we finding our, are finding ourselves in this time in a place where we need God so desperately. And may this time mark us. May this time of solitude mark us. May, may this time of transformation change us for the future. And we're so thankful that God has so much in store for each one of us. But he wants to meet us right now where we are in this time. And he wants to do a work in us. And he wants to change us for his glory for the future. It's so beautiful because we see a picture of Jesus as well in this story. Just like Jacob, who, who wrestled with the Lord, he, he was a deceiver and a manipulator. But just like Jesus, we see a picture here of Jesus where Jesus was the one that, that took the wound for us. Uh, he, he became sin for us. He became in our place to take the wounding on himself that we might no longer be called thief and manipulator 
and liar because that's who we used to be before Christ. But as we've encountered the Lord in our lives, he makes us new. First John 1.19 says that if we confess, if we get to the end of ourselves, we come to, the, to our limits. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and he's just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And what feels like isolation in this season, I want to submit to you, I believe that it could be consecration. It could be a time where we consecrate our lives and consecrate our, our, ourselves to the Lord in a way that we would just say, God, come and, and change what you need to change in me. And Lord, as I wrestle through these things, I'm not letting go of you. I'm holding on to you. And, and in this time of uncertainty, God, I'm saying, I want to be certain about you. I want to be certain about your presence in my life. I want to be certain about what you are doing. You are not just making my life better, but you are making my life new. You are transforming me from the inside out. And we welcome the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Sometimes we think that God is some, someone that we should be afraid of. And there's a healthy fear and a biblical fear. But, but this story shows us that just, just like Jacob, he, in his flesh, he, he decided to send a bunch of gifts and some presents out to appease his brother Esau because he thought, well, if I show up and, and it's just me, uh, he, he might kill me. He might get mad at me. So he sends some gifts ahead. But what happens is that God answered his prayer and he had already spoke to Esau. He had already dealt with his heart. And it says that when Esau, his brother, finally saw him coming, he didn't really care about the gifts or all those things. Those were great. But he ran to him and he hugged him on his neck. And there was a work that he had already done. This is such a picture because God is approachable. We don't have to be fearful. We, we, we can know that when we've encountered God, no, he's transformed our life. He's made us new. We can come to God and he will accept us. It also reminds me of the story of the prodigal son, the lost son, who, who, who when he finally came to his senses, came home and the father just embraced him. There's an embrace for you in God. And in this time right now, I believe it's, it's a, there's hope for you. There's hope for transformation in your life. And there might be some people today that you're, you're watching and, and you've never surrendered your life to Christ. I would encourage you, uh, you can do that today. You can just pray a simple prayer and just invite Jesus into your life today and say, God, just come into my life and, and, and heal me and cleanse me. And as you put your trust in Jesus, uh, you're holding on to him. You're, you're saying, God, I, I'm, I'm holding on to you and I'm never letting go. You can know today that Jesus will forgive you of your sin. He will make you a brand new person. And, and, and we're always in process, but he is transforming you today. And he's making you a brand new creation. The Bible says that as we come to Jesus, that old things are passed away and all things have become new. And I believe for you today uh, that all things can become new in your life. And I just want to pray for you. And if that's you today and you want to make that decision in your life, you want to make a, a conscious decision to follow Jesus, just pray something like this from your heart. Jesus, I, I come to you today. I'm broken. I know that I've manipulated in my life. I've, I've lied. I've been deceitful. But God, as I encounter you today in this time, I recognize that this is an opportunity now for me to say, I, I, I can't go back to what my life used to be. I don't know what's ahead, but I know at this time, I need you. And as you pray and just invite Jesus into your life, he hears you. You say, God, forgive me of my sin. Come into my life. And friend, as you do that, the Bible says that we are born again as we put our trust and our faith in him. He forgives us of all of our past and all of our failures. And so I hope 
today, that if that's you, that you've done that, we wanna help you, we wanna journey with you. There's a number that you can text or call just right now on the screen. We'd love to help you with your next steps in following Jesus. And let me just pray for us today before we transition into our, into our time of uh, connection. Uh, I pray that God would do what he needs to do in each one of us, that he would personally transform us. We have hope in this season that God is at work, that he's transforming us. He's aligning and, and adjusting our church and the church, and he's setting us up, I believe, for the most fruitful season ahead. So let me pray. Father, thank you today that you are doing a work in us. And God, in this place of solitude, in this place of, of isolation in many ways, God, we've had time to, to think about our lives, and we continue to invite the work of the Holy Spirit in, in us, Lord, that you would speak to us. And Lord, you're so gentle with us, you're so kind with us, and you're transforming us, and you're, you're calling us to uh, greater levels uh, of, of knowing you and experiencing you. And God, we pray that as we wrestle through these areas of our lives, God, we make a conscious decision to hold on to you and to cling on to you and to never let go. And even as we move into the next season, Lord, we want a fresh blessing. God, yesterday's blessing was good. It got us to where we are, but we are asking you for a fresh blessing. God, we're not letting go of you in this time until you bless us and anoint us in a fresh way that you would prepare us for what's ahead. And we thank you, God, that you go before us and that you prepare so many good things for us to walk in. Lord, we have hope today in Jesus. We have hope. When the world is full of hopelessness, we have hope in you, our living hope. And God, we cling on to you. We hold on to you today. And we thank you, Lord, that you take our brokenness and you turn it and you call us blessed. We're not who we used to be. We are new creations in Christ. And today, Lord, we choose to walk in your blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Please continue to hang out with us. We're gonna just come back after a time of worship. And we invite you to join us for a discussion and a chance to hang out in the lobby together. God bless. Well, welcome First Assembly to Live Lobby. We are glad you are still sticking around with us. What a message, Pastor Ben. Thank Thanks, you James. so much for preaching that. Man, the story of Jacob is so inspiring that we can go through a wrestle with God to be prepared <clears throat> and refined for a new season. So a little bit of our heart with this segment of the service is we know that you're perhaps at home with your family or perhaps by yourself, but could call someone who you know was watching the sermon this morning. And what we would like to see for all of us is to not isolate ourselves, but to engage in community. And we have many community groups that are going online that you can find on our website and join through a Zoom call to still engage in community. And a bit of why we're doing this is we want to have a little bit of a conversation that could be like a starter for you to in your home or with a friend through FaceTime, chat about the sermon and engage in what God has spoken to us as a First Assembly family through this message. Yeah, so what are we calling this? Live in the lobby? Live in the lobby? I well, mean... Yeah, because this is where we usually have coffee. This is where we usually exactly. hang out with everybody, say hi to everybody, you know, walk by. And get, so I kind of miss that. So I, yeah. I, I like this opportunity, live in the lobby. I think it's great. It's going to be a lot of fun. So let's ask Pastor Ben the question that he asked us, which the first question was, how has the pandemic affected you in a positive way in this season? And if so, how? 
Yeah, I think, you know, for all of us, it's, it's, I said to somebody earlier today, it's like, we're kind of coming out of shock in a way because everything changed so quickly, it happened so quickly. But as things begin to shift and change, I think even our team at the church, we, we rallied together, we prayerfully just decided, you know, God, how do we really begin to focus? And I think uh, it's really brought focus to our team, to our church, to our mission. I'm very excited about that. And I think the same way in my own life, personally, it's just brought some real focus and some priority. Um, and so I've been able to, to prioritize you know, family time, and I think some of us are experiencing that. It's just been great, and I've been hearing a lot from other people as well. What a great time just to focus on our family and uh, James Dobson, uh, focus on our, our marriage. <laughs> Thank you, James Dobson. You know, uh, and, and just to really invest in relationships. And I think one of the things, honestly, James, is relationships in general. They've always been very precious to me. But I think I just feel it so heightened. I think, you know, all of our First Assembly family, we miss you. And, and just our friendships and our family and our relationships, as well as, as seeing the brokenness and the hopelessness in our world, uh, the lost. I think God has just, again, just given me a fresh passion just to, to reach people and to share the good news however we can. Yeah. Come on, I love that. Focus. Yeah. You definitely, when things, in some sense, <clears throat> minimize you get a laser focus on what is really important. You know, the saying, you don't realize what you have until it's gone. And then when you realize that, it's like, oh, I need to focus on the things that are important. That's been so cool, like you said. So here's another question that you asked us, is if there was one thing in your life, spiritually or physically, that you could change, and it could be silly, it could be funny, it <laughs> yeah. could be, you know, losing weight or whatever, but yeah. what would you change in yourself in this season? Or what, what's a goal that you have? Sure, yeah. Well, I have been really doing my best to read more. And, and I've been getting into audiobooks now. So I've been, you know... You know, listen to it at one and a half speeds. You exactly. Know, trying to, trying to, there trying we go. To, you know, so just a little more time to just, just intake and to read. Uh, I, I try to do that in general, just to study and to grow. But I've just been trying to use this time to, to do a little bit more. And then also, uh, physically, it, I'll, I'll just be honest with you. I, I was actually on a bit of a weight loss and exercise program before COVID-19 hit. And then about three weeks, I fell off the bandwagon. Maybe four weeks, maybe four and a half weeks. You anyway, know, I'm no, just no beginning big. to now move. So I've been walking a lot. I've been, I've been walking. I've been almost every day now. I think my average is like, uh, is it 10,000 steps a day you're supposed okay. to have? I, I, think, like I think I'm just 10,000 or just under. So like eight to 10,000 a day. So that's pretty good. So just a little more exercise. Uh, how about some of you? You can just put that on Facebook or social media, wherever you're watching. We'd like to, we'd like to know too. But that's kind of a couple things that I, right. you know, I've been wanting to change just physically and, right. and just to grow in my life. You know, right? I love that. I love that. So another question to your sermon, where Jacob was in a season in between going to another season. Was there a season of your life where, you, when you look back, you see God? shaping you, forming you, preparing you that maybe was a little bit difficult or a wrestle that maybe you could share with us a yeah, little sure. insight into your life, Pastor Ben. Yeah, sure. You know, um, that A.W. Tozer quote, he talks about, you know, how essentially he said, you know, God won't use a man until he first breaks a man. And I think that that is so true in all of our lives, man or woman. But as we follow God, there, there is a breaking that, that continually needs to take place. You know, Jesus he modeled it when he, every time he, he took bread, he blessed it, he broke it, uh, and then, you know, then he gave it, he, distrib- he, he multiplied it. And so in our lives, God takes us, he blesses us, but there is a breaking. We're like bread in the hands of living bread. In my life, one of the things that really marked my life, and I think even my call to ministry was, um, I felt a call to ministry in my life. I went to Bible college. During my second year of Bible college, 
There were some things that were happening with my dad. He was pastoring a fairly large church. Uh, he, he got into stress and there was all kinds of, I think, just trouble in the church. Um, and he, he uh, found himself uh, dealing with a nervous breakdown in his life. And he was so, so many ways my hero, pastor. I just saw him stick handle every situation as a leader. And I came home from Bible college on a break and he was so broken and uh, he ended up resigning his church under pressure. That tailspin, that, it was like a tailspin in my life. And I, I, I began to doubt my calling. I began to doubt my faith. And God took me through a season of breaking. It's a long story, but through a process of almost a year uh, where I just thought I was going to walk away from everything, God broke me. And he showed me that it wasn't uh, Christians or the church that hurt my dad. It was actually the enemy. And something just rose up in me. And he began to show me and give me his perspective. And, and I just uh, found such healing in that time. And that really reset me. So it was a time of brokenness where I felt like I was walking away from my calling and even questioning my own faith, where God used that season of breaking in me actually to set me up for the next season of my life and calling of ministry. It's a long story. Maybe I'll share more in a, a message one day, but that's essentially how yeah. that worked in my life. Oh, it's so true. I, I find so many times in my life where it is one of the hardest seasons. I saw a meme um, or it was a piece of art and it said, one day this pain will be beneficial to me. Yeah. <laughs> where it's like the season that is agonizing or tough, then when you look back at it, it's just, it shaped you. It, yeah, it's true. It and, like, you. and like we feel isolated in those times. When we feel like we're going through a challenge, we feel, that's why I'm talking about isolation. It, it, it's, it's a perfect time for God to work in our lives because we feel alone. We're in silence. We're in a lot more solitude. We're more reflective. But we feel alone, but we're not alone. And we have these mini crises all the time. So that was one major kind of turning point in my life. But truth be told, I have multiple things like that, maybe not that drastically, that happen uh, maybe <laughs> in any given month or any given year where there's turning points. And so we allow those times of crisis and pain um, to produce character in us and to produce the fruit of the Spirit. And so we do wrestle, though, don't we? And so we're all like Jacob in that sense, where we wrestle through things in our lives. But at the end of the day, it's like, I love wrestling with God, but I love it when he wins. And he always wins. And, and God always wins in our lives. As, but he invites us, I think, even to the wrestle. And, and I think in your doubts, in your questions, in your pain, in your trial, whatever you're walking through right now, God invites you to the wrestle. And he wants to so mark good. you through this season. And so you come out the other season, uh, your brokenness turns to blessing, like I, like I was talking about. Right. So then if there was a thing in this season that for our church, for our family, for Christians in general, that if there was a refinement piece, what do you what do you see that being, or what do you see the future Christian in some sense being? And obviously, we can look at the past, et cetera. But what what do you see this season changing in the church across? Yeah, the well, you know, we we can't wait to get back together in our gatherings. My That's goodness, be amazing. we cannot wait. And we'll always be gathering the ecclesia, the church. We're always going to be the called out ones gathered together, the gathering, the assembly. We look forward to that. But as a team, we've been talking about, our staff, we've been talking about the Lord refining us in this process to really focus. And so we're, we're, we've always believed in community, but we're saying, God, help us in this time to really move into right. community. We can't meet physically, but we can meet on Zoom. We can meet online. We can call each other. We can, and, and 
the whole Acts chapter two, you know, the, the, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. We need to continue to grow in the word and, and that's, that's our large gatherings and our, our content and however we can grow uh, together. But we also need to devote ourselves to the breaking of bread and to prayer and to fellowship. And so those are the things that we're talking about on our team and that's become so crystal clear uh, to me. And, and we're gonna be sharing more with you in the next couple of weeks as well about our kind of our, our focus again on community in this season and then some of the things we're dreaming about on the other side of COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> There's another side, there, James. There it's is. And it I is coming. am looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, me this, too. This season has been amazing. So yeah. I've appreciated this conversation. Thank you, Pastor Ben. And we're going to do some more of these that hopefully can inspire you and light a fire to have conversations wherever you're at with the people that you love and care for. And that can challenge you and ask some of these questions to you in your life. So thank you, Pastor Ben, again for this amazing message. Let me pray and we will roll on with our day. So God, thank you so much for... The wrestle, God, Mm. the opportunity to be refined. And God, I just pray a blessing over everybody watching right now that, God, they would come out the other side with you winning. Thank you, Lord. That they would not run from you, but run towards you. Amen. And God, that we as individuals and as a family and as the body of Christ would come out of this season better, stronger, changed, looking more like you, Jesus. So thank you so much for everything you're doing in each and every one of us. God, we pray a blessing over everybody in need, healthcare workers, frontline workers. God, we always lift them up in prayer. And God, we just thank you so much that God, you are doing a work in each and every one of us. So bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Love you, First Assembly. Miss you, love you. You're awesome. Have a great day. Have a great Sunday. See you next week. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this message. We pray that you have received truth and have been encouraged. For more information about First Assembly, how to get connected, and to listen to our latest worship albums, please visit our website at www.fa.church.